The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk all about your new SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair, and the greatness hate for Charlotte Flair. Is she the greatest of all time? We ask and answer that question, plus I give my top 10 greatest Charlotte Flair matches of all time. We talk Charlotte Flair, your new champ, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. One thing that is pretty significant that happened on SmackDown this past Friday is Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte Flair showed up on on SmackDown on Friday right after a match that Ronda Rousey had in a victory. Challenge Rousey, challenge accepted. Charlotte Flair made quick, quick, quick order of Ronda Rousey and became your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Now the seventh time that Charlotte Flair has been your SmackDown Champion. So um, two-time NXT Champion, six-time Raw Champion, seven-time SmackDown Champion, and then she was also a Divas Champion as well. So she's been collecting championships a lot in her career with the WWE. But man, judging from the reaction of that crowd on Friday, there's no doubt that Charlotte Flair may be the biggest women's star that they have in the WWE. I mean, that's an understatement. Of course, Charlotte Flair is the biggest women's star that they have in the WWE. And this is not taking anything away from any of the other women, especially Becky Lynch, okay? Because Charlotte and Becky will run neck and neck when it comes to popularity. I always said Charlotte and Sasha ran pretty much neck and neck when it came to in-ring ability and skill. You once called Charlotte head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah, I said that she at that time she wasn't head and shoulders above the rest. She was definitely first, and I believe Sasha was a close second. From what I heard the other night with Charlotte's return on SmackDown, now I know it's a return and she hasn't been around for a while, but that's the sound a crowd makes when a superstar makes their entrance. 
That is what you call a pop. That is a reaction. That is a superstar reaction. She carries herself like a star. She wrestles like a star. Charlotte Flair is a superstar. Boom, done. End of story. There is no taking away from anything that Charlotte has ever done. You cannot make a case or you, if you think you can make a case, please call in and have the discussion with us as to how Charlotte is not the best to ever do it in the WWE. I'd be more than happy to prove you wrong. What other females get the reaction a Charlotte Flair gets? We can, we can, make, we can make a case for Becky, maybe, when Becky's away and she makes a return. But for the most part, across the board, nobody gets the same response that Charlotte gets. Yes, no. I, I, but bully, I've said it, and you, you took. I, I guess that's been about what about three years ago. I made that statement that I felt that Charlotte was head and shoulders above anybody else on that WWE roster. I kind of stand by by what I said three years ago. I mean, there's nothing that really has happened over the last three years to make me change. My mind, and like you said, bully, that's not taking anything away from uh, a Sasha, and we'll get into Sasha because you know Mercedes, her career. Sasha's not even in the conversation with, yeah. with with Charlotte anymore. No, and and listen, I think there's going to be big if things go the way I think they're going to go. I think on the horizon, there's big things that could happen this year for Sasha, but we're not we're. That we're not there yet, and it hasn't Correct. happened yet. So until that happens, it's all just ifs and speculation. But I'm talking about what's going on right now. There's nobody that could touch Charlotte, and that's not taking anything away from a Bianca or a Becky or a Bailey. But I'm sorry, this is my opinion. I don't think they touch a Charlotte Flair, and and when I say that, I mean the whole scheme around Charlotte Flair, the whole aura around Charlotte Flair. I'm talking about in-ring ability. I'm talking about athleticism. I'm talking about on the microphone. I'm talking about just sheer presence when she's there and the big match feel that she brings each and every time she's in the ring. I'm talking about the reaction that she gets from a crowd, whether she's a heel or a baby face. But I'm also talking about the way she steps up in the biggest moments. It's just like a Super Bowl team. How are you playing in the big games? How do you judge a great player? By how they play in those big games. I don't think there's anybody on that WWE roster in that women's division that when it comes to big matches has a better performance than a Charlotte Flair. That I stand by that, and I truly believe that, Bully. Agreed. And getting back to the social media thing for one second, it is mind-boggling to read the ignorance of wrestling fans when they say that the only reason Charlotte Flair has what she has or has gotten what she's gotten is because of her last name. That is absolutely ridiculous. Charlotte Flair stepped out of Ric Flair's shadow a long time ago. I don't think of Ric Flair when I think of Charlotte Flair. 
yes, when they're doing a storyline that dad has to be involved in, okay, we're reminded of it. But if you think creative sits at that table every single week and goes, what are we doing for Charlotte because she's Rick's daughter? You are a fucking imbecile. That's not how it works. They book for Charlotte because she has proven to be the best at what she does. They book for Charlotte because she's a superstar. They book for Charlotte because she put asses in seats. They book for Charlotte because she constantly has great matches with a variety of different women. Yes, and I, and I have my laminated top 10 laminated list I'm going to unveil at the top of the hour. But, Bully, nobody has this discussion when it comes to Cody. Nobody has this discussion when it comes to, like, a Randy Orton. His father is a WWE Hall of Famer. Why is it just about Charlotte? Why is it whenever we talk about Charlotte, we talk about how great she is. Oh, she's only given these opportunities Jealousy. because of her father. Jealousy. I agree. I because you have your Sasha fans that are jealous. You have your Becky fans that are jealous. You have your Bailey fans that are jealous. You have your Oscar fans that are jealous. If you notice the fandom when it comes to the women's wrest, when it comes to women's wrestler, is different than when it comes to the men. And you just made a great point. How come? How come they're not booking for Cody because of Dusty? Hell, the how come story. They how come they don't book for Randy because of Cowboy Bob and Bob Orton Sr.? Oh, but they book for Charlotte because of Rick? There have been times that the WWE has tried to distance themselves from Ric Flair because of some of the things that Flair has done outside. So why would they want to continually, continuously book for Charlotte if they didn't want to be re- near Rick's name at any given moment. Do, do, do people not realize how stupid that sounds? I mean, Bully, there was a point where they, they removed Ric Flair from the opening signature of the show. So imagine if you're Charlotte and you're wrestling for a company where at that moment the company doesn't even want to recognize your dad. And you know what? I mean, people don't realize this either. Imagine how difficult it must be for Charlotte. Her father is the greatest wrestler of all time, in most people's opinion. So imagine having to be constantly compared to somebody who people regard as the greatest of all time. You want to talk about pressure? You want to talk about, you know, trying to get out from somebody's shadow? And you know what, Bully? She's been able to do that. There's a generation of fans that know more about Charlotte than Rick. You're going to tell me a 12 or a 15-year-old don't regard Charlotte in a higher light than they do the nature boy, Ric Flair? Come on. And if she hasn't proven herself, then you're blind. Then you're just not why You are blinded by pure hatred. You are blinded by pure hatred, and you're just not actually looking at this objectively if you don't think she deserves the spot that she's in right now and then you hear from fans well she's force fed down our throat so was steve austin yep so was the rock so was the undertaker anybody that is getting over is force fed down your throat because you're seeing them every single week becky was force fed and once again good thing Nia Jax decided to splatter Becky Lynch's nose all over her face. 
And like, but I'm bullied to remind people. I because we are so deep into this. We talk about this every single day. When you talk about the four horsewomen, Becky Lynch was number four. People are bitching and complaining about Becky Lynch that she was nowhere near a Bailey and a, Sha- a Sasha and a Charlotte. And you know what? Circumstances and storyline and herself too, really rising to the occasion, turned people around. And they finally recognized how great Becky Lynch was. But that wasn't always the case. You talk about shoving people down. To, how many times, Bully, over the years, were we taking phone calls from fans that hated Roman Reigns because the WWE was shoving Roman Reigns down our throat? Now, Roman Reigns is clearly the biggest pro wrestler in the world of pro wrestling. Clearly the number one guy. But it wasn't that long ago we were taking phone calls on a daily basis on this show where people were complaining that he was being shoved down our throats. The smarter they are, the harder they fall. Meaning, wrestling fans think that they're so smart, but they fall for everything. They truly do. And they complain. You know, when when Danielson said about them being fickle. Now, I understand if you... Let's just take take, uh, uh, Becky and Charlotte, because this conversation's been going on for so long. If you're a bigger Becky fan than Charlotte fan, I understand that. I will never have a discussion with a, with anybody who tries to go, well, I'm a bigger fan of Becky because of A, B, and C than I am of Charlotte. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Totally get it. I understand. But don't try to tell me how sh- Becky is better than Charlotte. First of all, Charlotte is the best pure athlete other than Bianca Belair on the women's division because Bianca Belair is, is a, a standout athlete. As a matter of fact, I, I couldn't tell you which one was better. I know Charlotte played many, many sports in, in, in junior high and high school and college. I know Bianca did the same. They are both incredible athletes first. That's what makes them good or great pro wrestlers right now Bianca is a good pro wrestler because she hasn't had the amount of ring time that Charlotte Flair has had which makes her a great pro wrestler if not the goat of women right now and maybe you can make the argument that she's the greatest of all time as as opposed to just right now and then you see people on uh, uh on social media talking about well, what about Bull Nakano? And what about Miami Toyota? And what about, uh, uh, you know, Alundra Blaze? None of these women touch what Charlotte has been able to do. None of them. Welcome back down radio with Chris Weidman. UFC Hall of Famer, Daniel Cormier. DC, how do you think John Jones will do at heavyweight in 2023? I think he'll do well at heavyweight, but it's a matter of him making the leap, right? I think the moment he makes the actual jump into the heavyweight division, it will make for the division to be much funner. And it's already as fun as it's been in a really long time. But just some of the matchups that he could be involved in with Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gaon and Curtis Blades, it makes for an idea of some big time fights. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern. 
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I have a top 10 laminated list for Charlotte Flair matches. Now, I know you're not the biggest fan of my laminated list. And one day I am going to release a book with all my laminated lists, Bully, which I'm sure you will buy in support of me. But there's a point that I'm trying to make. And I know, Bully, that you're probably going to be able to follow this. But here is my uh, Charlotte Flair top 10 matches of all time. In my opinion, of course, you might differ. The nation might differ, but these are my personal ones. Um, we heard Joe and Bayonne call earlier about his favorite match, which was Charlotte and Trish at SummerSlam 2019. That's my number 10. So Charlotte and Trish I have at number 10 from SummerSlam 2019. At number 9, I have Charlotte and Bailey from Monday Night Raw in February of 2017. At number 8, I have Charlotte and Becky Lynch from Evolution in 2018 at all women's pay-per-view that the WWE had in 2018. At number 7, Charlotte and Sasha Banks, their falls count anywhere match on Raw. If you remember, they had a match earlier. It was a double count out. And then they had the match in the main event later that night, which just completely blew everyone's mind. That's at number 7. At number 6, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 36 for the NXT Women's Championship. I think we all agree, Bully, that that was the match. The two matches that we're talking about was the cinematic match with AJ Styles and The Undertaker. The other match was Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 36. At number five, I have Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series 2018 that was just a brutal match and I think Charlotte hung with the physicality of Ronda Rousey in that match and number four Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks their Hell in a Cell match in 2016 at number three uh, Charlotte and Natalia from NXT TakeOver in 2014 at number two Charlotte and Sasha and Becky at WrestleMania 32 in front of over 100,000 fans. That was to uh, show the back the women's championship. If you remember, that was the Divas Championship. And then it became the women's championship once again at WrestleMania 32. And then my number one match, the match that stole the WrestleMania that year. And that was Charlotte and Asuka at WrestleMania 34. So those, to me, are the top 10 matches of Charlotte Flair's career so far. And if I was keeping count correctly, what is that? Seven or eight different women on that list with her? Eight, eight different women in that top 10. So in your top 10, Charlotte was able to have that great of a match with eight different women. It's not like her greatest matches. It's not like when we talk about Flair's greatest matches, you know, 
five of them are against Steamboat. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I, legit, legit, you know, three of those matches, maybe even more against Ricky Steamboat. Uh, listen, I am encouraging somebody to call in today to make a valid and reasonable argument. And I'm not saying to argue. I'm just saying argument. How Charlotte is not the greatest women's wrestler on the planet today. If you think that there's a Japanese woman that's better, please call in and give us give us some facts. Give us something. Give us if the why. Yeah. If you think it's Sasha, if you think it's Becky, give us a why. Give us something that makes us go, hmm, that's a valid point. You got me thinking. And bully. all of these people that like to chime in on social media and say all of this negative stuff about no bully, you're wrong. It's it's Sasha or it's this woman or it's this woman. Call in and let us know why. Not just because you like Sasha better. Hell, we just had a caller that says, I like Sasha better, but I give Charlotte her props as the GOAT. You can like another female wrestler better. And that's and that's fine. I have no issue with you having like I just said, Tom Brady's not my favorite quarterback, but he's the greatest of all time. Facts are facts. And before that it was Joe Montana, and I was not a Joe Montana fan at all, but Joe Montana was the greatest of all time. Boxing broken down by gentleman Jerry Cooney on At the Fights. He's still Dimitri Pavol and Canelo Alvarez is definitely my fight of the year. We got to see an icon like Canelo get schooled and beat down. Pavol is the biggest star that shined in 2022. At the fights, Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. I want to go back to our Wednesday show, myself, Tommy, and Mickey. And Charlotte Flair was brought up on the show on Wednesday. This obviously bully uh, this show and Mickey's comments took place before Charlotte's return on SmackDown on Friday. And I want to go back to something Mickey had to say about Charlotte Flair. To see what she's done, um, if she's had big shoes to fill and her reason for it was not the same as everyone's reasoning. And it really frustrates me when people are like, oh, well, she's only getting the push because she's Ric Flair's daughter. Well, if she didn't have the talent or the passion or that drive to be the best because she knows she's her purpose, her reason for doing it is much different and deeper than, you know, anyone else can really understand. I mean, if you think about her whole life, her dad was not there really. Like he was on the road wrestling every weekend, sometimes two shows or whatever. So, you know, I'm sure that there is a mixed relationship with wrestling in the sense of like, there's a lot, there's a piece of it that goes like, well, wrestling is the reason why my dad wasn't here around a lot, you know? And, um, I truly think she's one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. She is incredible in the ring and she's very serious, which is different than me because I'm serious, but I'm, I also have fun and joke around or whatever, but she is very, very serious when it comes to everything that happens in that ring. And she takes it, she doesn't take it lightly because she's doing it for her brother. And that was her whole thing. Um, And I don't think people really understand that. I don't um, ever agree with the, with the, Charlotte Flair hate. I think it's ridiculous because it's she's her own woman, and I think that the career and everything that she's done on her own um, has been remarkable. 
Now, Bully, that's coming from Mickey James, who I think is one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. To me, when it's all said and done, I think she's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And that's Mickey saying that she believes Charlotte's one of the greatest of all time. And she talks about, you know, that relationship with wrestling and about her father. And she thinks it's a ridiculous statement when people are saying she's only getting these opportunities because of her dad. And she and she talks about what she had to overcome. I'm sure there were times, Bully, in Charlotte's life where she hated pro wrestling because of what it did to her father and the relationship she had with her father. And she said it when we had Charlotte in studio years ago. She really started to do this because of her brother. This was her brother's dream to become a big star in pro wrestling. And she's kind of taken it, and she's taken it to a completely different level and because she's such a great athlete and she's so competitive she takes it serious I I really don't see the flaws in Charlotte Flair that some fans seem to have when they look at her career I don't agree with any of the flaws that these fans point out because I don't know where the flaw is if promote if uh the WWE decided to put their world championship on John Cena 16 different times. Why? Because it was best for business. The same way they did it with Charlotte Flair. Cena was synonymous with that title, and Charlotte Flair is synonymous with a championship. I've gone on record to say that if Charlotte Flair is not in the world championship uh, picture or not in, in involved in some kind of truly personal feud then i don't care i don't need to see charlotte because having charlotte do nothing like there was a time there i think before charlotte went away where they had her in the ring with every girl out there just because they were trying to elevate every single female talent but in my eyes was only bringing charlotte down because there's no way in hell that charlotte could have possibly worked down enough for these women to work up enough. That's how good she was. And it didn't, it wasn't about your ability as a pro wrestler. It was about her ability as an athlete, how fluid she was in the ring, how good she was in the ring, how most of the other women, just women who weren't athletes or accomplished wrestlers could not keep up with her. One of the things that I heard about last night on social media was Alexa Bliss's physicality on Bianca Belair. Is Alexa's level of physicality believable when it came to the offense she got on Bianca? Well, if you don't believe that Alexa's offense is believable on Bianca, how in the hell could her level of offense be believable on Charlotte? Charlotte, when it comes to stature, only, only, um, uh, what's her name, uh, has more of stature than Charlotte. Um, uh, Dominic's, Dominic's. Oh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea. Only Rhea has Charlotte-esque stature. And when Rhea was first coming up, I compared her to Charlotte in stature. And yes, Raquel Rodriguez has a similar stature, but not near what a a Charlotte is right now. It would be impossible for her to be there. And and Bully, one of my top 10 matches is the match that Charlotte had with Rhea Ripley when Rhea was still with NXT. 
and it was a WrestleMania match for the NXT Women's Championship. You know, she was in NXT for a reason. She was good, but she wasn't good enough to move up to that main roster. She wasn't seasoned enough. And Charlotte had her in a match at WrestleMania. And, and it's one of the best my, matches And I've that was seen. my me- best match at WrestleMania that year. Think about that. Meaning I voted that match the best match. Yes. And that's with somebody that we saw the greatness, but she wasn't quite there yet. You know, only certain athletes can do that. Only certain wrestlers can take somebody that's not quite there and elevate them to a point that I believe Charlotte did for Rhea Ripley. Now, listen, Rhea Ripley has obviously gotten seasoned. This is going back a few years ago, and Rhea's getting better and better, not just in the ring, but her presence and on the microphone and everything else. But you're going to tell me that Rhea be, I'm sure if we sat down and talked to Rhea Ripley, she would probably compliment and credit Charlotte for getting her to that next level. Without a doubt. And Dave, think about it. Think about this. How much does it suck to be Charlotte Flair right now, knowing that this is as good as you're ever going to be? because she doesn't have anybody to get in the ring that's better than her. The only way Charlotte Flair will ever be any better than she is right now is if they let her wrestle men. If she's in there with Seth, she's going to learn something. If she's in there with Randy, she's going to learn something. If she's in there with some of the men, because it's going to take her to a different level of physicality and expose her to a different psychology that she's not exposed to every single night with these other women. So you're the best. You're as best as you're ever going to be. You're as good as you're ever going to be right at this very moment. And the majority of your, your career that's left with WWE will spend be spent at the top trying to make the other women better. That's very frustrating, Dave. I went through it myself as a performer. Me and Devon went through it where we got to the point where, well, we've done as much as we can with the Hardys. We've rubbed each other to the top. And Edge and Christian, we rubbed each other to the top. What tag team can we possibly get in the ring with that's ever going to make us better? Who are we ever going to be able to work up to? Who are we ever going to sit down with and tell us, no, Bubba, no, Devon, let's go in this direction because this will work better because this psychology works better. When were me and Devon ever able to wrestle, going to be able to wrestle the Rock and Roll Express or or Arn and Tully or the Road Wars? You get my point. Yeah. You get to a, you get to a certain uh, time in your career where you've maxed it out. There's nobody ab- above you. If you're in Austin theory right now, you're salivating because you got it. You got, you have so many other men in the WWE that are so much more accomplished than you. And you're, you're very polished at such a young age. There's many to work with. Not for, not for Charlotte. And who's making Charlotte better in your opinion right now, who is going to make Charlotte better in that ring? Right now, I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see who. And you know. And you know what, bully. She lost her steamboat. You know. To me, you know, we talk about Ric Flair. Ric Flair had Ricky Steamboat that he had just amazing chemistry with, and they can make magic in the ring. Sasha Banks was that for Charlotte. Like every time that they met, they made magic. And and we and I've interviewed both Charlotte and Sasha. They've called each other the Flair to the Steamboat and the Steamboat to the Flair. 
Charlotte lost that. Now, we don't know what's going on with Sasha. And, you know, obviously there's all these reports and rumors and everything else. And I think I think Mercedes bully is going to have one hell of a 2023. And I think there's and that's going to be a discussion we got to have at some point, bully the route that she could go. But for Charlotte, that was her steamboat and she's not there right now. So to answer your question, I don't see that person. Could it be Becky? It could be. But I don't put Becky on the same level as a Sasha. I don't do I. Neither do I. And this is what makes me laugh whenever I hear people on social media say that, oh, bully doesn't like Sasha. Are you people out of your freaking mind? In my eyes, Sasha was only behind Charlotte and considerably better than Becky in the ring. So, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Losing Sasha hurts Charlotte a little bit because she doesn't have that real rival. I don't, can Becky be that real rival? Yeah, there'll always be that animosity for like a, a personal feud with Becky. But as far as move for move, as far as the fluidity, the psychology, the flow, the athleticism, Sasha's better than Becky. And that I'm not saying that Becky is Becky is very, very good. Yes, but I Sasha's know you're a big better. fan of Becky. I, I agree. Sasha's better. And you know what? I think there's a better chance down the road, but I don't know. You know, she needs a, a little bit more experience as Bianca Belair. And and honestly, I and again, I'm as a fan, so I please bully. Knock me down if I'm saying anything off course. But I feel like even Bianca at this point is getting a little frustrated in the ring. Because I saw I, the frustration in Bianca's eyes last night. Bianca was very frustrated in that ring with Alexa last night. Be, I, I think, you know what, what could be that steamboat for uh, Charlotte down the road could be Bianca Belair. When you look at the athleticism, how good she's become in the ring, she's getting better and better. The more experience she she gets, because it's hard to compare the two, because Charlotte's been around for so long, and and Bianca is just getting into it. But I feel like maybe a year or two down the road, Bianca could be that person for Charlotte. But again, could be, and again, it's going to take a little time, bully in my eyes. Well, that means if you want her to be as good as Charlotte, you got to get her in the ring with talent like Charlotte. The benefit of working every night like we used to have or they really used to have back in the day no longer exists. And most of the time now with the WWE on the the, the live events, I just I believe the live events are places for the younger talent to get more polish. Um I'm not quite sure the level at which the guys and gals are working out on the live events. I haven't seen a live event in a long time, but if you want Bianca Belair to get better, there's only Bianca. I I think Bailey would make Bianca better, but in a program, something that lasted for a while. And, and and we, and we might get into this later because I know there's a lot of fans that want to talk about Charlotte you know, Bianca being involved in this Alexa Bliss, like Supernatural, you know, Wyatt. Uh, it, it, no, no. Like, I, and again, there's all, I get the sports entertainment part, Bully, and I'm not shitting on it. I'm not. But not when it involves the world championship and not when it involves somebody like Bianca Belair. You know, I want to see Bianca Belair in banger matches, right? 
When you have somebody that's that good, I want to see her in banger matches, you know, on pay-per-views. Not in supernatural hocus-pocus storylines that involve the world championship. That's just me. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.